Dynasty Dorks. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. We're brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and our con- and contests, including our NFL wins totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Unrock Fantasy. Unrock Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on, on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by College Football Bankroll, up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, which is backslash bankroll. So we're going to talk about the players that I love and the players that I hate. For each round of the draft, some of you have drafts going on right now. Some of you have drafts going on tonight. Some of you have drafts going on this weekend. It's the most popular draft weekend, and we're going to get straight into it. And so when we're looking at the draft, I'm looking at round one. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to discuss what to do with Jonathan Taylor and what to do with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is still going to be best available on the board for majority of your leagues. And some of your league mates who have not caught up with the news will go and get Cooper Cup. So I hate Cooper Cup in the first round. It's hard to say you hate any player that that is that good. But right now, we just don't know what's going on with Cooper Cup. And Jonathan Taylor is another person that we just we have to wait on. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor, you don't consider until the seventh or eighth round and Cooper cup, probably until the fifth or sixth round, maybe the fourth round. If he comes back after week two and is great, that's fantastic. But what happens if Matthew Stafford gets hurt? What if Matthew Stafford doesn't finish the season? What if the the Rams pack it in? Then you have uh, Stetson Bennett or another quarterback throwing the ball. Cooper cup could re-injure his hamstring that he's already injured and then re-injured. So I'm avoiding Cooper cup but I'm attacking Travis Kelsey or Tyree kill in the first round, especially if I'm in the middle of the draft, Travis Kelsey allows you to get rid of the tight end. Don't worry about the tight end position, the, the rest of your draft. And you have a locked and loaded tight end last year. Travis Kelsey scored almost 200 more points than the tight end six. It's a huge, huge advantage. You basically get a wide receiver one. You get to play him in your, in your, in your uh, tight end position. In round two, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry or Tony Pollard. In this instance, I went with Tony Pollard. He is he is the Dallas Cowboys run run offense. I know he's uh, he's been a guy that people have said can't be a bell cow. Well, the Dallas Cowboys they seem to believe so. They have not done a lot to go and back him up. Ronald Jones is back there. Rico Dowell. Um, they have Deuce Vaughn. Tony Pollard can get 300 plus touches. He's an explosive player. Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara type of player that, you know, he's on a one-year deal for them. So they have no reason to kind of save him for the future. And then a player that I'm avoiding this round is Patrick Mahomes. Knowing this draft, he went the number one. I'm avoiding all quarterbacks in the first two rounds. If it's in a 0.5 PPR or a standard league, then maybe I'll consider it, especially for six-point touchdowns. But most of your leagues are going to be six-point passing touchdowns, full-point PPR or half-point PPR. And I'm not going to go and take a quarterback this early and pass up on all the talent that's on here on the board. In the third round, I'm going after Ramondre Stevenson. I am not concerned about Ezekiel Elliott. Some people are, and that's fine. Keep letting the value fall to me. Ramondre Stevenson has top five potential last year in a, in a really crappy offense with Damian Harris as the starting running back for the beginning of the season. Ramondre Stevenson still ended up as a top 10 running back. 
This guy's PPR upside. He also can get the ball during the goal line. I know Ezekiel Elliott's going to get some of that, but Ramondre Stevenson is a three down back and he is actually going to be the lead this year. And so I'm attacking him as far as in the third round, Devonta Smith. And I know I might get some hate for this one. I just feel like there's better plays in this round. Last year, you saw uh, a little bit of a dip in his production when Dallas Goddard was healthy. When Dallas Goddard misses time, Devonta Smith is basically a wide receiver one. When when Dallas Goddard is out there, sometimes Smith will go away. And I know that, that that's that's tough. But if you're looking at some of the other options that are that are available in round three, I would much rather go that direction. Round four, Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen gives you wide receiver one upside. In this build, I have him as my wide receiver one, and I'm totally fine. Justin Herbert could easily lead the league in passing attempts. You're also having a a higher air yards and a higher yards per attempt this year now that he's healthy, and he's got his left tackle back. And I know there's some other weapons on this team, but Keenan Allen is still that dude. And I'm going to go Keenan Allen, especially in my PPR leagues. And then for round four to avoid, he went third round in this one, but I'm going to go Debo Samuel per the ADP. People are still chasing points from several years ago, and I just don't get it. This guy is very inconsistent. He's not even the number one target, not even the number two, not even the number three target on his team. Christian McCaffrey has completely zapped his value, but you're also looking at Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle as studs in this offense. So I'm going to avoid Debo Samuel. He is my bust this year, and I just don't understand why people are still chasing points from two years ago. Never chase points. And so I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to tell you guys about College Football Bankroll Challenge. College Football is back, and to celebrate, SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash in our College Football football Bankroll Challenge. Free to enter, seasonal contest, $1,000 first prize, $500 a second, but the prizes doubled to 2000 and 1000 if you're a Patreon for the college football season. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash bankroll and click the, click the link in the app. College football fans, are you ready for week one? I just saw Colorado win. Shout out to, to Dion Primetime. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer for this season. New customers get five, just bet $5, and you're, you're going to score $200 in free bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go unranked in dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that is locked in is great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. And I'm going to go Florida State and LSU over. Both teams are stacked. They got two out of the top five Heisman winners as far as favorites. And uh, Florida State got a ton of transfers. That off the both offenses can be off the hook tomorrow night. Call that it's a life's more fun when you're you're in on the action. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SGP. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they just bet five dollars in college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with with code SGP. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, please call one eight hundred Gambler. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire even days after the is insurance. Seven days after the insurance. And so back to this, for round five, I'm going to go with DJ Moore. And so depending on where you're drafting, DJ Moore is still going in the fifth round. He is uh, perennially undervalued. He doesn't have the upside that some other players do. But this is pretty pretty much the worst case scenario for him to finish just wide receiver 18, 19. He every year is a wide receiver too. 
And so if that's what I get, that's what I got. That's what I paid for. But if he gets uh, if he's better than that this year, then I'm going to be rolling it in with round five cost. If you were to take Tyree Kill in the first round, this is where I would take Darren Waller or uh, TJ Hawkinson in the fifth round. I like to get an early tight end. So your combination of either DJ Moore and Travis Kelsey or TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller, and a Tyreek Hill would be just fine for me. And don't forget about B. John Robinson. If you're seeing Austin Eckler in the first round, I did not expect that to happen. I, I kept with my, my strategy of taking Kelsey because that was my pick for this. But uh, Eckler would have been uh, very hard to pass up in, those, in that situation. Um, as far as my avoid in this round, Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders, I feel like he's fool's gold. Uh, he got paid a lot of money, and you expect him to get a bell cow workload. And the problem is he's already hurt. This guy has really struggled to stay on the field, has really struggled to stay healthy, and he's not even ever been in a bell cow you know, workload. This guy gets a he gets a really really big downgrade as far as an offensive line and an offense in general, and then he's going to be facing you know eight man boxes while the while the team has no weapons out there on the outside. I feel like you're paying way too high of a price for Miles Sanders right now. I am out. And the next round, I am taking Brandon Ayuk. I talked to you earlier. I'm out on Debo Samuel, but I would love Brandon Ayuk three rounds later. This guy has beaten Debo Samuel in points per game this year, and the, and you're going to see it again. It was, he did it last year. You're going to see it again this year. Brandon Ayuk is a good route runner. He is a better receiver than Debo Samuel, and as far as fantasy football, he is going to be the superior pick. Tyler Lockett is not a bad pick in this round as well, but I went with Brandon Ayuk. Another player I'm avoiding is Dalvin Cook. In the next round, you have Dalvin. You have Dalvin Cook in the sixth round. Earlier in the season, yeah, he's going to look good. Brees Hall is going to be a little bit. Uh, you know, you can see a little bit of a, a steady, um, you know, a steady workload projection after the first four weeks for Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook will be in there. But look at the Jets' starting starting schedule. It's not good. The first four weeks, they're facing tough competition, especially in the run game. And I'm going to just Back off and let other people take Dalvin Cook this early. If I got him later on, yeah, I'd be fine. I know people are, if something happens to Brees Hall, this guy's going to be good. You are paying way too high for a handcuff, getting him in the sixth round, even if he's the starter for the first couple of weeks of the season. Again, they have a very tough run schedule the first couple of weeks of the season. I am out. As far as the next round, this is my money pick, David Montgomery. They're talking about using him as the Mark Ingram and Jameer Gibbs as the Camara in this offense. Montgomery has run for 1,200 yards pretty much every year of his career. He gets the best offensive line, the best offense that he's ever played with. And on top of that, we saw Jamal Williams have 17, 17 touchdowns last year in a pretty much a bell cow role. So we can see Jameer Gibbs and Dave Montgomery coexist. I think they both can be good this year. And David Montgomery getting 1,000 yards and 10, 12, 13 touchdowns is very much in the cards. It's a high-powered offense, and Montgomery is going to be a stud. A player that I'm avoiding is Mike Evans. I know Mike Evans has perennially been a very good receiver. He's got 1,000 yards as long as I can remember. This year, I think it stops. Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, 
bad offensive line. The Buccaneers are going to be an absolute dumpster fire. And Mike Evans was not good last year with Tom Brady. If he wasn't good with Tom Brady, he's not going to be good with Baker Mayfield. Mike Evans is definitely not worth a seventh round pick. And we know what Baker Mayfield has done with outside receivers. Look what happened with Odell Beckham. It wasn't good, and it's not going to be good this year. Mike Evans in the seventh, I'm out. Jordan Addison in the eighth, I'm in. I love Jordan Addison. I think that route runners can translate to the NFL much faster. You look at Justin Jefferson, what he was able to do. You look at Cooper Cup was able to do. Even Juju Smith-Schuster. People that play in the slot, it's a much shorter line to the quarterback, tend to they tend to get easier fantasy football production. But on top of it, Jordan Addison is a refined route runner and a ready-to-go athlete, similar to what you see with a Chris Olave, with a, a Garrett Wilson. These guys that aren't just athletes, they're actually good receivers coming into the NFL. The team will use them. And on top of it, they have a big vacancy with Adam Thielen gone, who had a ton of targets last year. I know TJ Hawkinson is there, but Jordan Addison can be fantasy viable year one. And after that, I have Brian Robinson. Um, He's not picked in this. Actually, he is picked in this one. Brian Robinson here in the eighth round. We don't know what this team's going to do as far as the running backs. And you see Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson going in the same round. We can let somebody else figure this out. I I think there's too many good options here. You can get your quarterback in this round. You can get your tight end in this round. There's so many other things that I'd rather do than pick up a running back that might be the the backup, might be the starter, might be 50. I don't know. But he doesn't catch passes on top of all of that. Next round, I'm going to go get my quarterback. There's plenty of good options here. Two is a good option. You have Geno Smith as an option. Um, Anthony Richardson, if he's still available. I'm going with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was a top 10 quarterback, and he barely threw the ball last year. He had no weapons, and really they didn't – didn't really start letting him rip it until the end of the season. And you saw what he was able to do in the playoffs against the Vikings. Um, Daniel Jones, I, I got the rushing, you get the rushing upside. You got better weapons this year in the second year with Brian Dable. And then a player that I'm avoiding this round is Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny is, you know, every single year we get hyped up about Rashad Penny and he might be good the first couple of weeks. And then you get all excited about him. And then he's going to get hurt. You got DeAndre Swift there. Some people are hyping up Kenny Gainwell. I know it's a great offensive line. I know he's going to have some good weeks, but we just don't know. And I'm just, I'm going to avoid Rashad Penny and until I see otherwise. You also got Jalen Hurts there. It's just, I, I don't trust Penny, and I'm going to go with other options in this round. My next pick is going to be Elijah Moore. In the 10th round, I think this is a massive value for the number two on an offense. I know that the Deshaun Watson hasn't, you haven't seen it in three years. Let's not forget, this guy was very good, not only as a runner, but as a passer. This team went out and to take their, they didn't have first round picks. What did they do? Second round pick, they traded it for Elijah Moore. Third round pick, they went and got Cedric Tillman. This team wants, they they want to use uh, Deshaun Watson as a, as a passer, and they want to open it up. Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, Amari Cooper, and Elijah Moore is going to be their slot receiver. They invested a high draft pick in him by trading the 42nd overall pick for him. I think they're going to use him a lot. And then the next pick would be Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to I'm going to avoid Ezekiel Elliott here. I know there could be some touchdown upside, and I know Ramondre Stevenson, if he got hurt, 
but I just I think it's still too early to be going after your handcuffs, and I don't see him being that heavily involved. There's other options here that I like, specifically at the quarterback position, but I also like some of the receiving options here, and depending on your build, I just think this is too early to go with a guy that really, in my eyes, is going to be, what's up, guys? I didn't see this until now. Um, really, I think Zeke Elliott's going to be there. Uh, so you took Cup at the 107 two days ago before the setback. How do you feel about him? Um, sorry if I missed this earlier. Uh, I said this earlier. I think he's probably more of a fourth, fifth, or sixth round pick at this point. I like the other options better. I have concerns already about the Rams offense and what it's going to look like this year. Is Stafford going to stick it, you know, be able to stay healthy the whole season? Can the offensive line hold up? And then Cooper Cup, can he hold up? He already has had a setback to an injury coming off of a major injury. I just think you're using way too high draft capital on him if you're taking him in the first or second round. Third round, you might consider it, but honestly, probably fourth or fifth round for me. Um, Pollard in the second. What's up, Jamie? Yeah, just sticking to it, trying to get through this as soon as possible. Appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you guys. Next round, I have Alan Lazard as my love pick. Alan Lazard, he was good with Nathaniel Hackett and, and Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. Last year was a setback. Not only did he get hurt, but he was forced into a role on the outside that he's not very comfortable with. And so he gets that. Now he's going to be the second or third option on this team. They got a very good running game. They got a good quarterback. And Alan Lazard and him already have rapport. I think he's going to get a ton of red zone targets. And not don't forget about all the deep targets that he and Rodgers have had in the past. I really like Alan Lazard this year. And yeah, he's my fifth sixth receiver you're not getting him to rely on him every week but i think he's going to be a guy that everyone is talking about after week one as a waiver wire pickup he's already on my roster i can use him as a trade piece or i can just ride it out the rest of the season i'm going to avoid tyler bass i'm going to avoid any kicker in this round i am not taking a kicker in the 11th people are crazy if they're taking kickers this early i know justin tucker is that dude but i'm i'm good I'm good. I'm going to stack up other positions. You could literally get starting quarterbacks right now. No, thank you. Um, As far as the next round, I'm going to go Jared Goff. This is round 12. Round 12, I'm going to go Jared Goff. And Jared Goff could easily outscore Daniel Jones this year. He plays 13 games inside the Dome. So you have one possible bad weather game in Chicago in December. Okay, I'll just slide Daniel Jones in. He's going to have Jamison Williams back after week six. He gets the addition of Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta on a, with a team that he was already a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback last year. Goff is being underrated. People are forgetting how good he was last year, and I am gobbling him up in the 12th, 13th round. I am easily, easily could have him as one of my starters. Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, those are our – you know, solid late round quarterbacks for me. And then uh, I'm going to avoid Kenny Gainwell. Again, it's a muddled backfield back there. They got four or five running backs on top of they have Jalen Hurts. It's just, it's a lot of production, but it's going to be spread out. And I'm just not taking dibs. And I just don't understand why people every year are hyping up Kenny Gainwell. Like he's going to have a couple weeks and so is Boston Scott, but I'm not telling people to go out and get Kenny Gainwell Good luck guessing on when he's going to be good. It's going to take two or three guys to get hurt for him to have any type of relevance. 
and there are way better options on the board right now, so I am out. The next option is Tyler Higby in round 13. That is a solid late round tight end. I got him as my second option behind Kelsey. Not only the cup injury, but even if cup is there, who's the second option? Is it going to be Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua? I've got my, I my money on Tyler Higby. This guy gets 110, 120 targets this year, no doubt. And now Cooper Cup is injured. This could easily be a guy that ends up with one of the top three or four target target leaders in the tight end position, and you're getting him in the 13th round essentially free. Bryce Young, if this is a one-quarterback league, I am not interested in any quarterbacks not named Anthony Richardson. It's just rookie quarterbacks average about four and a half wins. They, they average about 30-second finish in fantasy. It's just not something you're interested in. He's not going to run the ball a lot. This team is not going to be very good this year. It's not a good offensive line. They don't have weapons. I think Bryce Young's a great quarterback, but he's going to need someone like a – he's going to need some weapons out there. They traded DJ Moore. They DJ Chark's already hurt. Adam Thielen, he's, you know, he's been uh, slowed down a lot. Um, so I like Jonathan Mingo, and Hayden Hurst is, is a good option at tight end, but it's going to be a bad offense, and there's way too many good quarterbacks in this league to be going after him if in your single quarterback leagues. Just checking in on the guys. Same with Rashawn. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Warren, the 14th, is a steal. So is Rashawn, and Rashawn Johnson is my pick here. Um, you know, I, I just – I love him. But uh, Underdog Fantasy, I want to make sure to tell you guys about that. August is almost over, and August is over. You know what that means. Time is running out Your draft on your fan- to draft your fantasy football teams on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home leagues by trying out Best Ball and Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog it does the rest. My brother and I did one today. Try it out, Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time. $15 million in total prizes up for grabs including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now, and the last day to draft for your fantasy teams for your fantasy football team on Underdog is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find them, or find them at the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN. Your deposit can be doubled up to $100 for your first deposit. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And as far as, you know, as, far as Underdog, talked about it earlier, Jameer Gibbs, I think it's 40 and a half, Rushing yards or overall yards, smash it. He's going to get more than that. You see him and Montgomery on the field together. <coughs> Make sure you check out Sportsline Podcast, uh, our Patreon. Um, Patreon is a great way to become part of the family. Um, I know I came in and uh, and joined it as the, as a fantasy you know content creator. If you sign up to Patreon, you can get exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. This week's weekly uh, Patreon pick'em is all week one college football. The prize is a cornhole board, perfect for any college football tailgate. Patreon is a great way to support the network and fighting back against corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. And let's get back to it, and let's finish up our draft. So again, uh, I talked about Higby being my, my guy that I love this round, Bryce Young being the guy that I'm avoiding this round, and my guy Aaron was right on it. Rashawn Johnson in the 14th round. This guy could literally be the starter week one. We don't know who the starter is. It says it's going to be Khalil Herbert. We'll see how the splits are. Rashawn Johnson does all the things that Khalil Herbert, all the things that Khalil Herbert doesn't do well. Rashawn Johnson does well. He's a 
good pass protector. He's got good hands, and he's a powerful, sure-handed runner. And you look at Khalil Herbert, the concerns with him have been drops, fumbles, and pass protection. They could be a one-two punch, but Rashawn Johnson, and with fourth-round draft capital by drafted by this regime, could be the guy. And you're getting him in the 14th round. And, of course, if something happened to Herbert, he could easily walk into it. Last year, we saw so many rookies take over their backfields halfway through the season or after the bye week last year. Damian Pierce, Rashad White, James Cook, Rashawn Johnson's going to be next. The guy that I'm avoiding in this round, Rasheed Rice. I'm just, I, we, everybody, you keep falling for it. You keep falling for it. The only person to own outside of Patrick Mahomes is really Travis Kelsey. Every other week, they're going to have a different guy, whether it's going to be, this is uh, Tony's the flavor of the week, McKinnon's the flavor of the week, Rasheed Rice, MVS. Avoid it. Go get some better options here. And then after uh, the next the next round, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints as my defense. If you can avoid drafting a defense and just hold out, do it. But if you have to pick a defense, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. They auto-picked me here because I wasn't paying attention. I would have taken the New Orleans Saints in this spot. If you can't get the Saints, then take the Washington Commanders. Take whoever is playing against the Arizona Cardinals, Washington Week 1, the Giants Week 2. And then as far as players to avoid, it's really hard to avoid anybody this late in the draft because they're really, I mean, they're, a lot of them are dart throws. But I'm going to avoid Rondale Moore in the 15th. I understand the allure that this guy could be the second option on this team now that DeAndre Hopkins is gone. But who's the quarterback? How much is Kyler Murray going to play? This offense is going to be terrible. This team's going to be terrible. And Rondale Moore was already kind of a hit-or-miss guy. You're at least getting four weeks without Kyler Murray. There's way better options. I'll let him hit the waiver wire. If he hits, I'll pick him up later, but I'm going to let somebody else deal with the mess. As far as kicker, Will Lutz. Will Lutz Lutz in the 16th round as your last pick. Again, if you can avoid kicker, avoid kicker. I'm going to take Marvin Mims or just, I'll I'll take uh, Jeff Wilson. Some of these guys with upside in this round. But if you have to draft a kicker, Will Lutz. Will Lutz just got traded to Denver Broncos. He's a very accurate kicker that now gets to play in the Mile High Stadium. So I'm going to go with Will Lutz as my last pick. And if he's unavailable, Cameron Dicker, Brandon McManus, I'm I'm down with that. Well, appreciate appreciate you guys checking in. This was a very quick show, just trying to talk about players that I like, players that I'm avoiding. Good luck in your drafts, and as always, good luck this season.